check, check. Check, check, one, two. Is this thing on? Let's get this bread. Let's get this bread. Oh no, not this microphone that I'm speaking into. Rest assured, soon they will be. I just had to search for like 15 minutes to try to find a way to Frankenstein my mic to our mixing board. But I got it done for the low cost of like 25 bones. It's not bad. I mean, that's probably what my stand. <coughs> Remind me to get the stand once we're done with this. But once we got that, ladies and gentlemen, we are. Oh no, your microphone doesn't go into that. In for business now, it doesn't. The little bass. Could you, just thing use, is little... could you just use one of your singing micro deals? Yeah. Fucking put that right there. I mean, yeah, I could. Like a big shot. But I think that other <coughs> mic is quite nice. I need to get a couple replacement mics. I need a vice. I need to make a list of gear. Gear. I need to make a list of gear that um I need to get and then just fucking do a small little shopping spree just so I don't have to like worry about it. Cause like, what if I am missing a cable here and again? Or like, you know, I need backups. Definitely. This thing's just. You stay ready, ladies and gentlemen. You never you have to get ready. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. This thing's got just all kinds of fucking good settings. Wild. Telescoping. Yeah. I love that term for what that action is. You're making it longer. When something is longer, but it collapses into itself, that so that's telescoping. You can get a telescoping. Telescoping, I'm pretty sure, is also like docking. In a gay way, but I can't remember exactly what telescoping is, but I think it's you can also, also get a, a sex act. Telescoping bomb. It's true. Those ones. Hell yeah. Those are pretty sick. I think Devin used to have one in college, allegedly. Should say that for legal purposes. I don't think so, because we're both in states where we legal. It wasn't when we were in college, though. I did a lot of stuff Statu- in college that was illegal. Statutes of limitations. Uh, fair warning. Spoiler alert. That wouldn't be the only illegal thing I did in college. It's true. What if I talked into it like this? It would be ineffective. It would probably get you peripherally, but it would not go great. Well, this is a new bit I'm trying to get that ties into the back. The guy that doesn't quite understand how microphones work. It's going to be a hard one to bring to stage. Yeah. Not going to be able to hear me. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, since the last time we podcasted, I officially spoke to my boss. Yeah. And I will be off of installs gradually the next month and a half or so and then by the time I get back from Oregon off the install team there you go bud so that means I get to go in later in the day get home I'll get off later as well but I'll get off still in time to go do comedy and I won't have to be up at 4 30 in the morning so things are looking up I probably won't have to be up until like seven or eight but it's gonna be a bummer for me uh, I mean obviously what you're doing that's way better and I'm happy for that but I'm planning it was on, nice when we both just had to get I'll probably have to be at work at 8. I'm planning on probably getting up at 6 and hopefully starting a gym routine, but I'm going to have to actually fucking start it. But I think I kind of get to pick and choose my hours because it's not my job's not going to be... Nobody's going to be dependent on my job until the following day. So That's I can kind of do my job whenever I see fit. So That's pretty good. <coughs> it's going to be nice. How many times are you going to try to do comedy a week? I got my Monday and Tuesday already picked out. Yep. Uh, I think Boycott's opening up again on Wednesday, which is one of my favorite places that I was doing it. Then Thursday, 
You used to have a couple good, a couple good spots, but they were, one of them was like a coffee house. And then Friday, Saturday is pretty hey, tough. Comedy but, do it anywhere. Yeah, I know. Um, I think it was. It's called Java Coffee. It's like a Java Coffee bean, just like a. Well, here's here's a good. There's also a Taco Bell where they they used it. I never went. I should have gone. You know who would go to that? But. Mark Norman would. Yeah, I know. And you had to do clean sets because it was a Taco Bell, obviously. I was always just curious about what that would be So like. you figure out how to do a clean set. No, I could, I could. I, it's yeah. all good, like, training. Like, that's exactly what Mark Norman would do, and he is the king of hitting every spot. He hits every – yeah, he does not say no. He is a good – he's a, a beacon to follow for sure. Yeah, that guy's a savage. Especially in New York where you can do a 1,000 spots. He does a 1,000 yeah. spots. Yeah. He's crazy. So yeah, but Padre Murphy's is good. I could go to the Dubliner on Sundays too if I'm feeling frisky. I'm sure they're still doing their shit. Probably. I want to do. Get up, Crystal. I really want to do a Sunday morning hungover open mic. I think that would be fun as fuck. Start one. I know, but like, so I feel like any bar um, before football, like Sunday before football, yeah, just do an hour of hungover stand-up sets because that's when i feel like i'm the funniest and most creative yeah yeah like when you wake up just hungover and you don't want to do anything that's when you're firing on all cylinders kevin that's the kind of idea that can get you some traction in this town right you just got to find the right sports bar yeah and then you go hey what if we warm up for the football games yeah what if i just do an open mic like we'll call it like the hungover hour or something yeah and we'll just fucking do an hour of open mic comedy yeah. Hungover as fuck at the bar. Day drinking comedy. Yeah. I'm going to have my shirt. Hungover com- day drinking comedy. My shirt completely unbuttoned, just yeah. disheveled. Obviously, I'm hungover. Like, you could do it at uh, the Lookout Tavern, maybe. I've never been there. Cactus Tavern. Um, I mean, there's a few spots. Like, the Dubliner. Yeah. You should talk to the Dubliner. They got a stage for it. And they do a Saturday night. Just and move they it do to a Saturday, football Or thing. they do a Sunday night. Just move it to Sunday morning. Or do you just do both? Or, yeah. Well, no, because Saturday night's really just an open, is like not a comedy open mic. You could start a comedy open mic that Sunday morning. You don't think they could do music and comedy Sunday morning? <laughs> not that you could, but if the point is doing a hungover oh, comedy that's, thing. Yeah, that's true. So, but that would be interesting. You think Marauders would be I would swear it? by going to that. Although Marauders doesn't really put Marauders on football. Marauders doesn't put on football. Roosters would be good, but that's far away. That's far I mean, Marauders is only, like, ten minutes closer. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, but, I mean, somebody's got to be into that idea. Oh, yeah. I think you should talk to the double. Shit, dude. It. Honestly, bro. Um, or talk to Crystal, um, who dude, can then tell you. Um, fuck, where do I, where did I just say I want to go on Monday? Padre Murphy's. That would be a, they have TVs everywhere. That would be a great place for it. Where is that, Tempe? But then I'd be there Sunday and Monday for open mics. But, I mean, that doesn't. So Here's the thing, though. Like. You really should try to establish your one place where you always play because once you get comfortable up there, like part of the thing is getting comfortable on stage and that'll allow you to take more risks. And then the other like two nights of the week that you're doing it, you do it elsewhere. Yeah. But you have one place that you do constantly. Yeah. Because then you'll understand, like, I know you're comfortable on stage, but like when you have a place that you're at every single week, that's uh, that's that's the height of comfort. The most comfortable I've ever felt on stage has been both times I've been at Roosters. Yeah. Because you actually get a reaction. I guess, yeah, if you're doing and roosters then, anyways. And then, well, yeah, but it doesn't hurt, Padre to, have, doesn't Murphy's, hurt to have two. Yeah, Padre Murphy's, I think, would be... Padre Murphy's killer. is kind of interesting because it's a makeshift stage off on the side, but it's 
pretty, I mean, it's pretty good. There's well, a lot of, there's a lot of tables right in front of it. Yeah. And then the bar is pretty close right off to the side. And then there's, if you don't want to be a part of it, you can sit pretty far away. So it doesn't. Yeah. So it's like, you can tell people are kind of into it there. Well, but they I, also have been doing, when I went there a couple of times, they were doing limited capacity. And most of the capacity was comedians, which mm. is kind of a bummer. Well, one of the secrets is to getting good with the bartenders because the bartenders talk with the owners all the time. Yeah. So if you get in good with them and then you bring it up to them, then you talk it out. And then all of a sudden they're into the idea. And then all of a sudden you've got somebody on staff. But doesn't a Sunday morning like hungover comedy show, idea. doesn't that sound fun? I would go to that before football. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Get I think some, a lot of people would like Get some mimosas. Like yeah. just kind of start drinking and yeah. getting ready for football. And listening to some idea. disheveled, hungover comedians? No, I mean, and I think that would set the open mic apart. I think that's a great idea. I think you should I think you should make active steps pursuing this because I think it's a winner. That's, that's the kind of idea that gets you ensconced in the community. Well, and it can quick. also, because I'm going to be hungover, obviously, but I'm still going to be, it's going to give me a kind of, not necessarily an identity, but it's going to give people an idea about what I'm about. Yeah. Like... No, I think it's a great idea. Like, I'm drunk, I'm hungover, it's Sunday morning, give me yeah. a fresh one and let's yeah. do some comedy. Welcome to church. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll call it, welcome to church. <laughs> we call it something church related, wouldn't Devil, be bad. The, the, the Devil's, de, Devil's Church? I wouldn't uh, do that. Uh, <laughs> you don't really want to be on the nose about the devil. <clears throat> oh, look, I'm a big fan. Go Sun Devils. The Devils. Um, that sounds fun. I think, I think you should look into making that happen in like the next couple. Like not doing it, but going there enough, getting to know the bartenders, and just keep floating that idea like over the next month. Yeah. And then by the time you come back from Oregon, you you'll like be in a position to like let's kick it off now. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna try to go back to the Salem on Thursday. Nice. When I'm in Oregon. Nice. I think. Have you looked into it? Are they doing it over there? I think. Oh. I mean. I'm pretty sure. I've been there on. I get their updates on well, Facebook. Well, by July. I get their updates like on Facebook. California it's still, op- it's still open and running, so I'm okay. sure they're doing it. Because they post about their. Still fucking, worth looking into. They post about their improv classes and stuff they're still going on. So why would Open Mic be any different? You don't see them post about Open Mic, though? I mean, I'm sure I do. But I'm, it's on Facebook, and I'm not on Facebook very much. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I know I've seen them yeah, doing stuff. post about being open. I mean, I just call them, but yeah, yeah. it's probably still on. Hopefully, but, uh, fucking Chad Johnson's still there. Remember Chad Johnson? Uh, oh, is that fucking that fucking skinny, white skinny host? tall, yeah. goofy, fucking wild-eyed guy? Yeah. He thinks he's funnier than he really is. And most comedians do. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least most open micers. Probably, uh, yeah. probably not most professional comedians. The best, the open micers that will go into great success are the ones who are not that happy about most sets. Yeah. Those are the guys who are going to be... The guys that I feel like most open micers probably dread going on stage at the beginning because they're just like they want to be so good and they suck. Yeah. But you have to just do it. Yeah. The guys that go on stage that are just like overconfident and like hyped to go on stage. So it's like, how, how did you get, how did you get served up all the confidence? Like, why is, how is that fair? God gave him a heap of help. And yeah. Like, it's like, why, why is that you and not me? I don't know, but in a lot of ways, that won't serve them well. Take my old boss, John, my old supervisor, John. He was way too confident, and ultimately it was his downfall, and no one liked him. Yeah, but it's just like, I feel like most of them aren't, don't even, aren't even like writing jokes. They're just kind of, I don't know. I mean, not that I 
well, most of my jokes that I tell on stage are jokes. Like, I'm, I haven't ever really told a story or anything. I pretty much just go up there and tell jokes. Except for the wheelchair joke. It's sort of a story. Yeah, but it's but not. It's still a joke. It's a joke because it's completely made up. Like, I never fought a guy in a wheelchair. You go out and do it. Make it, make it real. Well, I could. Um, yeah, it, the secret to comedy in terms of performance-wise is definitely comfortability on stage. Yeah, 100%. So Without you can just doubt. riff. Yeah. So if you set up that Padre Murphy's thing and you're hitting there Sunday Twice Monday, a week, yeah. Like, boom, boom, and then you do it other sets during the And week. on Sunday, I would I would be hosting, like, yeah. because it's my show. Yeah. So. You probably could even get a little bit of money for that, which, yeah. I mean, the first few times you do it free. Yeah. And then you go, and the, if like, it you do start, it until you're actually building a little bit of an audience. If it starts bringing a crowd, go, yeah. What do you guys think? Like, I think it's time to start throwing me 100 bones. Yeah. It's like, if nothing else, we're selling liquor. Like, yeah. I'm making you guys money. None of these people would be here if it weren't for I this I mean, thing. yeah, yeah. And, like, guys getting ready for football. Like, they're in a good mood because they're about to watch football, a little comedy right beforehand. Just one hour. Yeah, just one hour. One hour might be too short. Maybe an hour and a half. Maybe start at 8.30. Yeah. Like, maybe an hour until it moves to 11. I think there would, dude, if they... If you I think people would show up at 8.30? You think idea. people would show up at 8.30, though? To a bar for football because thing. football starts at ten Here's for a the thing. while. Technically, you'd have to show up at eight. The sign-up's got to start a half hour before. I know, but you think people would show up for the audience in the audience at eight <laughs> thirty? Um, they would filter in. I feel like I feel like for when it, I feel like you have to start at nine, and so for half the season it just goes an hour. And then you see if people show up, and then when it's, once football gets moved back to 11, you go yeah. for two hours. Yeah. Because I don't think people are showing up at 8.30 for comedy at a bar. On a Sunday, they got things to do before, like, especially when football starts They're at 10. They're going to a bar to watch football. They don't have that much to do in the morning. Yeah, but if you have anything to do, that's when you have to get it done if you're going to a bar, because you're not getting it done after. That's true, but you're also, it's the hungover thing, and so that's also the audience that's probably going to be showing up. Yeah. Is people who probably don't have that much to do. Yeah. We might as well go to the bar early and watch this football game. So, yeah, I don't know. You should but look into that. I think that's... Yeah. If you're trying to make one, like, generous step in your comedic evolution, I think that's the step. That's the step, yeah. Because, like, at this point, nobody's out of these crowds handing out, like, hey, like, yeah. <laughs> let's talk. They're yeah. not handing that shit out. So if you can make it for yourself... The best way to do that is start an open mic. Mm-hmm. Like, I read that about music, too. It's like, if you want to start getting, like, known in town, start your own open mic. And, like, the same thing definitely goes for comedy because... I would have to have... Like you said, there's re- like there are open mics, but they're all different. Like, if you had one on a Sunday morning, like, that could be legitimately super cool. And people go, I can make that. Like, that'd be kind of fun. Plus, I got the rest of the day. Plus, like, Saturday night, you go out and party, and then it's, it's a perfect opportunity on yeah. Sunday to tell your story about what you did on Saturday. Yeah. Or, like, whatever. So, yeah, you just, you got to come up with, like, a cool logo and, like, a cool catch line. Or, you know, tag for what makes yeah. it cool. And it's like, hey, you got fucked up last night. Come get fucked up in here. You know, not that, but something. I think you could pull some people in. You get Carl to come out. If you get Carl to, to help do the graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Carl. Yeah. I told them we'd have him over on our park. I mean, our podcast studio is pretty much set up now. Yeah. But we need a, we need some cables. 
Let's hit him up today. Just see what his schedule's like. Just check in with him. What's going on with the sked? Yeah. Maybe he can come over tomorrow. Do a fucking hour on the on the pod. Yeah. He probably won't. He already told me he doesn't want to be on our podcast. But <laughs> really. Well, that was that was a, like when I first yeah. when we first were starting to hang out with him. Yeah, I bet he would. I bet he would too. He's got stories to tell and such. Dude, when we went to the moth a couple times, it was pretty fun. I'd love to have Carl on. I'd always hit this fucking dab pen, just get high, and then I'd have to hang out with like his family and friends. Like, uh, what's up? Yeah. Why? But yeah, I mean, because like that's what he was trying to do with the chortle portal. Yeah. And then it closed. So, like, it's a little bit more of a drive, but like, it's also probably a better scene. Yeah. And so. That could be real legit, and I bet he'd be on board. He'd probably be down to, like, definitely Dude, help if not be involved. Dude, that wants to buy that bar? It's got two stages. Like, that could be a... I don't a know le- anybody who would want to buy that, that bar. That could be a legitimately cool bar in a decent part of town. Yeah, except that entire strip mall is completely, like, fucked. Yeah, but, like, it's got... It's a big space. But, I mean, like, if you're going to buy it at any time, do it post-pandemic, like, yeah. and then, like, open up, and, like, people are going to want to come it's got out. A big, it's got a big open space, fit room for multiple pool tables, yeah. arcade games, yeah. fucking a big stage for live music or whatever. Somebody could definitely do something with that. It's had a pretty small bar, but you could make that bigger. Yeah. I guess it's not that small. It's just kind of in the middle. It's just kind of weird, but that could be a cool place. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean... You should just see what goes on with this Padre Murphy's thing. That place is fun, and the host is pretty Do cool. you know what time they open in the morning? That's a question, too. On Sunday, they open, they're open for football, I guarantee Oh, yeah. Because they literally have probably 130 TVs in there. Nice. And you said they have a makeshift stage? Yeah. I, I wonder if... I wonder if the guy has to... I doubt it. I doubt he has a stage. It's probably theirs. But I might have to bring my own... Amps and shit. It's relatively cheap. Yeah. All you really need is a microphone. And one And one, speaker. like, 12-inch speaker. Not even. Padre Murphy's a big place? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, probably 12-inch. 10-inch, maybe. Probably get away with this. Eight. <laughs> but it's, I mean... I mean, if you have a... If you're <laughs> into... If you're into the... You got a speaker on your phone, you'll be all right. If you're into the comedy, like, if you're there to see comedy, it's not that big. Like, so a smaller speaker would work, and yeah. it would be allow people to get away from it on the other side. Yeah. But it's pretty, it's a pretty spacious, it's a pretty big room. Well, that would be cool. I mean, it would mean that now you're obligated to be up every Sunday and out the house, like, early. But, but it also you're here I for gotta, comedy, like. But it also means I got a show every Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. And... And I'm going to be watching being, football anyways. Yeah, sort of being obligated to pursue your own dream yeah. by dint of you scheduling your own obligation. Yeah. That's a good step in the right direction. Like, yeah. I don't always want to go to gigs, but it's like I booked them. Because I want to do because this. Because I want to do this. And I'm going to play every single show that I can. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. I, can I hit your blue? Yeah, no, it's, that would be sweet. I yeah. feel like... I. I remember when I had I had that idea when I went to oh I know where I used to go on Thursdays. Remember the record store? Mm-hmm. There's that Irish bar right next to it. Luck of uh, right. I can't remember. It's not called Luck of the Irish, but there's a bar right. Top there. of the morning to you. There's a bar right there that does comedy. Okay. 
And I fucking ate shit there one time. Nice. Then a fat Mexican woman went up after me. Did more offensive material than I did. Nice. And fucking killed. Nice. It's Mexican privilege. She's funny. Don't know her name. But she's dark. Nice. Her humor wise, it's how old? Funny. Like early twenty, early to mid, mid to late twenties. You say she's a bigger gal? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Nice. Hefty gal. Probably eats a lot of sweet bread. When you? Yeah. Well, hey. Well, that's exciting that uh, you're going to be able to actually pursue comedy on a more regular schedule. There was, like, it was nice, honestly, it was nice that uh, during COVID, I was at least able to gain favor pretty yeah. heavily at work. So, like, because I couldn't do comedy at the time, and so now I can kind of pull some punches. And now it's like, all right, it's time, it's time for me to do it. company's right. a tampon. You're going to pull some strings. Yeah. Um, it's, it's time to do what I came here to do. So, it'll be nice. It'll be... I won't be fucking thinking about it constantly, like, just dreading yeah. both aspects of everything. Plus, like, a more rigid schedule, you'll it'll, that'll leave you time to do some writing. Yeah. And all the peripheral things that go into being able to get on stage. And, yeah, I'll be in my, I'll be in the off, I'll be in the warehouse. I'll be able to just, like, put headphones on and listen to music. There you go. And that's when I'm, that's when I do the most of my writing. Yeah. I think that's a good move. I need to figure out some more time to carve out for just straight writing songs. I haven't had any time to even hardly sit down to write a single song. And I need to make a more focused effort towards that. Because I've been coming up with some cool ideas with the loop pedal that would make for some sweet songs that don't sound like any of my songs. And for a minute, I was going like, well, this is how I write. And it's like, that's not the attitude you're supposed to have. Your attitude is to create. Your attitude is not, this is the only way I write. Yeah. It's like, well, why don't I throw some shit at the wall, see what sticks, and like, Maybe there's some sweet songs in there with, like, cool grooves. Cool grooves, Kevin? My God, the cool grooves. That doesn't sound like you. I'm a groovy motherfucker. All right. That's what black people have told me. Uh, Hey, well, hey. You're going to say that they're wrong. No, if black people tell you it, then it's true. Black people okayed my racist joke, so I'm pretty much locked in on doing that one every set for the rest of my life. Allegedly racist joke. Oh, racial. Let's say racial. It's racial. Because it's about race. Yeah. Pretty heavily. Aggressively. Speaking of about race, we've got, we think there's a murder going on. Yeah, okay. Devin brushed this off. Let's see if we can tell the story more clear this time. Yeah. So me and Austin, okay, for legal purposes, we should say that we took a little bit of mushroom chocolate. But that has nothing to do with what, what we, we saw. saw. Okay, <laughs> it happened to be why we were on the roof. Yes. Yeah. But okay. So but we were. This was well after. This was. We'd we been were, on him for a while. We peaked. Yeah. We, it, we took him at like four in the afternoon, and the yeah. sun was down, and it was dark outside. Yeah, this was probably like a. 10, so we 10 were. Night, we were o'clock. good. Yeah. Okay. We're on the roof, hanging out, laughing. Daily drill. Having some good times, drinking yep. some beer, smoking some cigarettes. All of a sudden, our neighbor from down the street, who drives a aggressive, big, lifted diesel pickup, 
comes ripping down from the backside. Got all of his brights on, his LEDs. He's got like four LEDs, his bright headlights, his ambers up top, all of his lights on. It's noticeable. And he comes hammering down the driveway, stops right in front of our neighbor's house, who is new in the neighborhood and definitely a Hispanic family, revs his engine loud as fuck, and then slams his truck in Slams it in reverse. Reverses backwards at like 35 miles an hour, about four houses down, nearly hits a black car parked on the side of the road because it's dark I thought that's what was about to happen. He pulls in front of his house, pulls forward, parks it, spends about 30 minutes going back and forth. With blankets. With blankets about every 10 minutes. He fucks with his lights. Turned most of his lights off. He turned most of his lights off. Now all he's got is the headlights on. And then... Low beams. Low beam. Yeah. And then he puts an American flag in the back corner, like on a flagpole. Drives back around the block. Comes back. Honks his horn. Honks his horn. Gives us the peace sign. Like, we're fucking cool with him. He knows we... We hang out on the roof a lot, so people look for us up there. But he... So then he drives by. And then he's just, like, sitting out in front of his house... And then all of a sudden, the family comes outside. So he fucking... And almost immediately... This all, immediately gets on the back in his car, drives back by the house, slower but still trying to With send a message. purpose, yeah. Yeah, trying to send a message. Leaves, comes back in a different car, like yep. just a family sedan-type hatchback car. Yep. And then is there for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes... And then leaves in the most nondescript, the most nondescript all white Ford F one fifty with no license plate. Yeah, and extended cab if that matters. Also, just to make things weirder, there was a completely unmarked van. Yeah, across the street. And it's not that we were just seeing this. Neighbors came out of their house. And yeah, were people down were the like, street, look, like, what the yeah, fuck's like, going on? People, what, our other neighbor started like working in his garage. Like he was trying yeah. to figure out what was going on. Our other neighbor walked outside and just like looked up and down the street for a while. So Kevin and I grabbed a beer and I grabbed my knife. Yeah, and we went for a stroll. We went for a little stroll. Just saw, you know, see what's going on. No, with a neighborhood, with a motherfucking with neighborhood, the motherfucking neighborhood watch. watch. All right, we Bitch. were, yeah, we were on the roof making sure shit didn't go down. But uh, people know that they can trust us, and I think people think appreciate. That yeah, they we're appreciate the mayors the of this neighborhood. Yeah, we're on the roof a lot. A lot. We're surveying no the neighborhood. We're no making sure. Is. We're making sure yeah. everything's on the up and up. We're keeping things in tip-top shape. So. So that was. So we'll see what happens, but there's just a lot of unmarked vans and people changing vehicles. It was aggressive. The neighbors. There is about a circulation of ten to fifteen cars. That is just at the neighbor's house at any given the old time. Old neighbors that we used to love that fucking had decorations. decorations for holidays in their yard every time. And now this new, it's just not as good. It's not nearly as good. But what are you going to do? So anyways, that was going on. We called Devin. He, he dismissed it immediately. It at all. Yeah. But yeah, I allegedly got given that mushroom chocolate at a gig. Yeah, that was good stuff. Allegedly. It's fast. It's quick. Holy shit. But it was fun. Got some good jokes out of it. All right, tell, tell us what you guys... Yeah, Janko... Well, okay. Not now. Yeah, okay. We were talking... I think one of the ones... This is going to get our podcast canceled from all of our advertisers and such. Except maybe Janko Jeans. 
Except maybe Jenko jeans. But, uh... We were talking about fads. About how fads are sort of around and, like, the statistics of, like, trans kids. And, like, so Abigail Schreier was on Joe Rogan. And she was talking about, basically, they're seeing this, like, gazillion, like, a thousand percent uptick in trans, specifically trans, specifically little girls now saying that they're trans. And usually it happens in groups of about eight. And she goes, it's unprecedented, essentially. And, like, you know, what's going on here? And basically, it's like, it doesn't mean that all of them are trans. It's, oh. and I'm not saying that nobody's trans. I right. Think, I think people are trans as well. But the giant uptick, I don't think, is from that being the case. I think it's a sort of fad, so to speak. Yeah. Except for the ones who actually feel that way. But there's no other reason that many girls right. in a certain group would immediately flip. Anyways, the joke was essentially like, Does don't people like understand that fads come and go? People used to wear Jinko jeans. That's not natural either. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. That, that was, was, was kind of like that. Yeah, that was it. In the way that you fucking hit the way that that's not natural. natural it's not natural. <sighs> and then the other good one was, uh, <laughs> it's interesting that T is included on LGBT when, I can't remember how, how it goes, but essentially their colors are rainbow. That's the the rainbow. They the use a lot of colors for a gray for area. For a gray area. We're really taking the teeth out of these jokes by uh, trying to explain them. It's almost impossible to remember. Well, I mean, and when you're tripping, you're able to phrase it right, and I don't know. It's you're on the same wavelength at that point elect- where you know exactly what the other person's saying and then the trying elect- to recreate it the later. The electricity. Stuff. There's just an electricity to it. Yeah. It's just like. Sometimes there's a gravity pull. Oh, let me tell you what. I don't know if you guys have ever stood up and it feels like somebody turned the gravity on high and it just pulls you down. Pulls you to the ground because it was weird. But, uh, that was a fun day. Got some good jokes, witnessed potentially a racial crime and maybe a murder. And there's also Memorial Day. I was like, is this guy just pumped about Memorial exactly, Day? Exactly. Like but if he's just pumped about Memorial Day, he certainly is targeting this one house to let them know yeah, that he's... Yeah, because they specifically walked outside right as right, he got his yeah. vehicle and went going. Went and he going. pulled up to their house, revved his engine, and then flew back yeah. in reverse. Just a lot of suspicious stuff. I think he's just a dumb fucking kid. Me too. But who's to say... Papa Murphy's has come out with a new keto pizza. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty interesting. If you get just this, if if we got two just straight meats, that'd be so delicious because it's just so much beef and pork. You just cheese. fucking set that plate down, and just cut into it. Oh, 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 oh. A yeah, little hot sauce Let's all get over. Get that bread, it. which literally doesn't well, have. Yeah, it doesn't bread. have any. Let's get that breadless pie. What's the keto version of Let's get this bread? <laughs> Let's get this beef. I mean, ooh, maybe I'm going to Let's get this cheddar. That. Let's get this cheese. Oh, good call. Let's, let's get this che- cheddar, yeah, let's baby. Let's get this cheese. Let's get this cheddar. How good is cheddar on fucking bread? How good is cheddar on anything? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Cheddar Jesus. also melts the best. I don't know if you've ever, like, tried to melt Swiss. Pepper Jack melts pretty good. Pepper Jack melts pretty good, but I think cheddar melts better. I'm saying this as a lifelong Pepper Jack advocate. All right. I would consider myself an advocate, potentially an activist. Whoa, wait. <laughs> Pepper Jack cheese matters. Um, 
But if you've ever tried to melt Swiss, yeah, it doesn't melt as well. It gives up. It gives up. So yeah, we surrender. It's got holes in it. Like a lot of like the ducks. Like defense. a lot of ooh, I was oh! say, like a lot of ideologies. Yeah, well, hey. But the but ducks. Not the mine. ducks' defense is funnier. My ideology actually has no holes in it. I don't know if I have an ideology other than pro freedom. Like everything else, I could be talked into like one way or the other. If somebody gives me a good argument, I'll be like, "That makes sense too." Because <laughs> like, you have the freedom to choose. Exactly. It's ultimate freedom. But yeah, I think my ideology is pretty much only the fact that you should be able to do whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, which I think is pretty fair. What if I don't know how to swim? Then you're allowed to not know how to swim. And if you're drowning, I'm allowed to just watch you drown. But that shouldn't. But that's hurting someone else. Not by dint of, well, technically, well, yeah, but it's also dangerous for me. So technically, I made a pros, cons list. Hold on. If you're drowning, I'm going to go find a pen and a paper. I'll sit down. I'll write a pros and cons list. And if the pros outweigh it, I'm, I'm on it. I'm drowning in water where you could easily and safely bring me to where we could stand. Mm-hmm. It would take you five seconds to save me. Mm-hmm. You watch me drown for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Would I watch are you drown? You, are you a murderer? Well, hold on. How long is uh, I Can Feel It Coming in the Air Tonight? <sighs> the whole song? Yeah. Probably At least till the drum minutes. solo. So yeah. the drum solo is probably three and a half minutes. Probably three and a half minutes. I mean, if you could wait three and a half minutes, I could probably... But I'm cramping. Ooh, I'm cramping. And we're almost there. You could save me and get out in time to celebrate with the drum solo. How about that? That sounds good, but, like, it sucks, like, when you just, like, you don't want to get wet, you know? But you're going to be a hero. There's going to be an article written about you. I mean, articles are good. It's good for clout. It's great for the brand. Oh, it's great for the brand. What if I just don't like you? Okay, here's the thing. Because I will like you. Here's the thing. That might make you even more of a hero. You say, like, if I was thinking if I fucking ran a duck fan off the road. Yeah. And nobody knew that I ran him off the road, and then I pulled over and saved his life. This is all a big if. Yeah, and then I ran over and saved his life. People would be like, wow, you're such a hero. In my opening line, I'd be like, yeah, I didn't want to, because I saw that he was a duck fan. Yeah, I saw his license plate. But then I was like, frame. I figured everybody probably deserves a second chance, and maybe he yeah. can right his wrongs. Yeah. You know, pay, pay, pay off his sins, and maybe he's got a chance to get to heaven now. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, you actually saved his yeah, life by nearly killing it clearly. him. So... Yeah, that that would be the rain is gone. He can see clearly now. Yeah, that would be that would be my two cents shoot about the, it. Yeah, um, but that's just I mean that's just me. That's now just what if they're drowning? A duck fan? Yeah. Well, they should be able to swim. That's what I'm saying. But you don't see a beaver fan ever drowning. Stupid people. You never see a beaver fan drowning because beavers naturally great swimmers. Naturally great swimmers. It's something to think about. It's something to chew on. Like a beaver would chew on wood. Ducks would chew on fucking shotgun shells. L's. Take this L, baby. The, remember when the beavers made it to Elite Eight and the ducks lost in the second round after getting after the After getting the free pass? The yeah. First, ooh. Fucking idiots. It was great to see. Shout out to Tyson. It was great to see. They're so stupid, duck fans. It's like, oh, there's such a better team. Right here that you could A team with for. morals. Pride? I mean, Dylan Brooks is a real piece Villain. of shit. You know who's not? Tim Eubanks. 
Drew. <laughs> Drew Eubanks. Come on. Who's Tim Eubanks? Tim Ewing. Tim Ewis. Tim Ewis. Tim Ewing. Good call. Tim. No, Tim Ewis is, yeah. Drew Eubanks. Tim Ewis. Tight end, I believe, maybe a safety. Tim Ewis, I'm pretty sure, was a tight end. He's running for city council, I think, in Corvallis. Well, vote for him. I would vote for him. I would vote for him. I don't even need to know his platform. Neither. He played, he for, the played for the Beebs. He's a solid guy. He is pro human, pro freedom. I'm sure I told this. I'm, I'm sure I told this story on the podcast. But I'm going to tell it again because it's fucking satisfying. I was driving home after a long install with a guy who used to sell used cars, and he said that he worked with a guy who was a former uh, former offensive lineman for the Beavers. And I was like, nice. And he's like, yeah, the guy was a real asshole. And I was like, no, that's not right. And he's like, yeah, no, this guy sucked. And I was like, what he and I was like, what was his name? And he told me his name, and I was like, mm, that doesn't like what years did he play? And he told me what years he played, and I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure that guy was a duck because that name does not sound familiar, and no Beaver fan is like no Beaver offensive lineman is gonna be an asshole. And so he fucking looks him up, and he's like, uh, yeah, right here, he's a Beaver. He played at University of Oregon. And I was like, nah, you piece of shit, that's a duck. He's a duck. I fucking told you. He's like, how did you know that? And I was like, because no. Oregon State player is going to be an asshole. No. Except Jordan Poyer, who wanted to be a duck. Yeah. So you can go fuck yourself. But he chose to play the Bees, and now he's had a quite long NFL career. Because we coached him up. Yeah. Boy, that guy could intercept a fucking football. Guy had ball skills. He did. You got to love Jordan Poyer. You got to love pretty much anyone that wore a Beaver uniform. Yeah. We got some legends, too. We got Chad Ochocinco. Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson. Nick Barnett. Yeah. Keenan Lewis. It's going to be Isaiah Hodgins. <sighs> he plays for the Bills. Yeah, and I like the Bills now. Yeah, he, needs, like the to, he needs to pick it up, though. He didn't do anything last year. No, no I, think I don't he think got, he got the opportunity. I think he got hurt for a minute. As well, but I'm not positive about that. Yeah. Basketball team just got a big ISO Glenn is his Twitter handle. I don't know his name. I think it's Glenn Taylor, maybe. But he's like 6'7, fucking. Nah, maybe he's not even that tall. Maybe he's 6'5. But he's a perfect replacement for Ethan, Ethan Thompson. Thompson. Just gonna fucking get buckets, Fuck play yeah. some solid defense. So we're going to have Lucas. Fucking, we're going to have uh, Malatiche. Yeah. This guy. This guy. Fucking, pretty sure we got Silva coming back. Silva, who was good down low. We got... Uh, Johnny Hunt. Who was that fucking guy that was hitting all those buckets against... Oh, uh... Oklahoma State, who used to play for them. He looks kind of like Kid Cudi. Yeah. What is his name? Oh, fuck. Collins? It's not Collins. No. <sighs> Di, uh, uh, I don't know. God, what was his name? He was super recognizable too. I know. I Dozier, DeAndre Dozier, Diamond, Deion Sanders. If you want to go into fucking '90s wrestling, I'll go into. I'll take a deep dive into '90s wrestling. That was my shit. So Beavers, Beavers basketball is gonna be good. I used year. to, I used to tape Monday Night Raw on VHS because nice. I had to go to bed before it ended. Nice. 
My mom didn't want me watching it because all I wanted to do when my friends would come over is just practice. My mom didn't want me watching it. Well, I mean, she when she saw what was going on, sometimes she was like, turn that off, but she would let us watch it because the fucking rock, bro. I mean, my mom was kind of the same way. Like, she didn't like it, but I got to pretty much watch it. The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels and Triple H and The Undertaker and Ric Flair. That was, like, bro, the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys, yeah, I was about to say. There were so many good, like I, like, I get that it's cheesy and whatever. Goldberg. But there were so many Stank. good characters. Chavo Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. There were so many. There, They were Latino heat, and their theme song was, I lie, I cheat. I steal <laughs> Latino <laughs> Rey Mysterio And they came out of a fucking Mexican out fucking car Yeah That Oh man It's a better time WWE gets away with Cultural appropriation the best Because they just allow you to embrace They are Mexican though I know They allow you to embrace Like whatever Yeah but that's not a That's not uh, appropriation Diversity whatever but they just, like, whatever you are, they will make, like, I'm sure those guys, like, they're Latino, so they had to be, like, is it, like, is it racist to make them like that? Maybe. Pretty sure they get to choose their own. Well, not always. A lot of the time, though. Like, but if you're really good, if big, you're good, yeah, if you're good, you kind of get to do whatever you want. But, like, the WWE just lets you... The, whatever you are, like like if like Kofi Kingston's a Jamaican guy, yeah, he just gets to be a fucking happy, cool Jamaican guy. Rakishi, Rak- yeah, like you get to just do whatever you want, be proud of whatever ethnicity you come from, and do like, yeah, do that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And then the Rock got to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, he's the Rock. Yeah, that guy put the company... That guy made Vince McMahon so much money, him and Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine going to a WWE event back then? Like, we've gone to some when it's been considerably less. Yeah. But, like, back then, I bet it was Well, Hogan was everything. Yeah, but it wasn't the Attitude Era. No, I mean, it was John Cena. Yeah, it was John Cena. We did see John Cena and Randy Orton fight that one time. Ladder match. Yeah. Ladder match? Yeah, but it wasn't on TV. Oh, yeah. Remember, they cut the TV off, and then he came back, and they fought. Yeah. It was like a practice for because they were going to wrestle at TLC. Yeah. That was sweet. We saw Kane come back from underneath the stage. Yeah. Or from underneath the ring. It was good times. He sang Happy Birthday to Hulk Hogan. He sang Happy Birthday. what, three or four? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of it's WWE. A, yeah. I bet Phoenix gets some WWE. I would have to take time off the farm to be able to get into Portland by that time, and my dad be like, "What are you doing tonight?" Yeah, it's like, like going to WWE. WWE. Do you really have to know? It's like, why are you doing? It's like, it's look. Is it stupid? Yeah. Yes. But is it fun as fuck when you get there? Yeah. Yeah, it is. You get some beers in you, and you like it's fun. Yeah. It's guys throwing each other around the ring. People there are taking it way too seriously, and you're just making jokes about guys it. Guys, just like fuck Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> like, who cares? You start chants at the wrong time and people get mad at you. It's yeah, like, I mean, one of the biggest stars was fucking the guy with the yes thing. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. It's like, that is such a stupid catchphrase. I'm going to mention it every time. I don't like they it. They just put their feet. Yes. Yes, yes. And they chant yes. yes. It's like, oh, my it's God. Like, fuck you guys. Should I kill myself? Yes. 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 
Yes. Yes. Speaking of killing yourself, we just watched Bo Burnham's new special, Inside. Wow. Wow. Two thumbs, meh. I would say two thumbs way up. No, yeah, it was great. It was spectacular. It was one of the most impressive single human performance pieces I've ever seen. Everything. It was not as funny as his old specials, but in terms of depth and all that shit. It was funny it was, still. Though. It was still also It was very funny, funny still, but it was incredible. It was balanced how much, out. How much work and effort and time and yeah. work he put into it, and it came out, it was worth it. Yeah. 100%. It came out amazing. And it was balanced with a very real look at the creative process, which is a lot of depression. A lot of sitting in dark rooms and then throwing your equipment. A lot of self-doubt. A lot of... Nothing but self-doubt. A lot of, ugh. A lot of dread. A lot of just hating yourself. Well, let me hate you for you. Yeah, well, when you're by yourself in a room, there's nobody to hate you, so you do it to yourself. I hate you still. I get that from a distance, but you can't feel in the room. But, like, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. If you're alone in a room by yourself, do I still hate you? Yes. Yes, I do. So you can always take solace in that. Nevertheless, you should definitely, I would highly recommend it. Is it his... It's his best? It's his best while not being his best. Well, it's his best if you, uh, like... I found it to be the most fascinating, most interesting one. His songwriting is great. His songwriting has gone up. His songs are all different. They really sound like the some subject. of them. Some of them um, are poignant and make points, and some of them are just fun and silly. Yeah, and goofy. That one about I feel like a duffel bag of shit. Yeah, I am gonna figure out a way to get that song because I am putting that on on, on Monday. Monday morning yeah. at four thirty in the morning. It's yeah. just like I feel awful. Yeah, what a weekend. Did you say falafel? Feel awful. I'll take a falafel. Ooh, falafel. So, yeah, I would definitely check it out. It uh, It's a hitter. Yeah. That's pretty much exactly how I pictured real Bo Burnham, which is... There are some parts where he looks raggedy. He looks bad. He looks like he is at the end of his rope. I mean, obviously there's one point, but there's more than... I mean, essentially... Sometimes He he's... went into a room for a year and then didn't leave until he came out with a comedy special, and he just mentally deteriorated. Yeah. But that's exactly what would happen if you were locked up inside all day, which is what... He did. Which, which is what, is what, did, which what, is what which America was, Yeah, which is what was suggested. I, look, and it was bad for everybody. I, I cannot explain... I cannot express how grateful I am that throughout that whole thing, I got to continue to work and make money. Yeah. And just do... Because, first of all, oh, if, if, I didn't, if I didn't make money, I would have been fucked. Yeah. And if I would have had to just be at home all the time, I would have been fucked. Yeah. Like always, uh, oh, it, every single way that you can get fucked, I would have been fucked if Masked that was inside. Yeah, just fuck like that. Fucking wanted to kill yourself, and uh, and like also, luckily, our ninety nine percent of my job is outside, which can that vitamin D baby. Really get, you can't get the virus that way, and it helps prevent the virus. Yeah, but I mean, like outside, almost no, almost zero percent of cases were transmitted outside. Yeah. Like it almost does. Doesn't I think happen. there might be one. Ever. And then even if you do get it, the excess vitamin D, like the number one thing that determined whether or not people went to the hospital and ICU or not was their levels of vitamin D. Yeah. So the fact that we're getting vitamin D all day and we're outside probably not transmitting it, there's a pretty good chance we're going to be Definitely all right. Definitely helped, yeah. And yet nobody was really talking about it. 
Well, I don't. They, I'm, they didn't know that right away, but now that we know that, then looking back, that yeah. But we knew sense. that obesity was a factor. Nobody mentioned like, hey, maybe go for a jog. Yeah, our government doesn't care about how healthy we are, which is why the vaccine is suspicious. But the the real suspicious thing is like these. If you get the vaccine, you get entered into a lottery. Dude, I really. And it's like there's something real creepy about that. I really think the only reason they're doing the vaccine so hard is because they fucked up. And it wasn't that serious, and we could have been fine staying open and just taking yeah. minor precautions, and they shut everything down and kind of fucked everything up, and they don't want to admit that. Yeah. So they think if they tell us that we all got the vaccine, they'll be like, oh, see, that's what helped. Yeah. But I, I feel like for the olds, it was bad. Yeah. But for the majority of people, we could have gone on with And our- I think if we had isolated the olds and everybody was still allowed to continue just going about their lives, it would have burned through a lot better. The olds would have still stayed protected because they should have And we would have got immunity while also not really losing that big of numbers. Yeah. Like, you're going to lose some, but we lose some. You're going to lose some, but it's a pandemic. Like, or it's not. Okay, it's not it didn't well, have to be. Yeah, it was a flu season. But like, yeah. So I mentioned this to you earlier. Like there was a, there was a fucking epidemic or a pandemic in two thousand eight or something that killed three hundred thousand people. Nothing happened. I don't even remember it. Yeah. But that is a fact, and we didn't change anything about. It was H one N one, wasn't it? Wasn't that that wasn't that the swine it flu? Might have been H one. Yeah. Or the bird been. flu is one of those yeah. ones. Yeah. But yeah, we so, didn't shut down schools. I think we it didn't do probably anything. was swine flu because I remember when I got to college in two thousand ten. The sticker, so they got all those custom-made shirts that always come with, like, the little sticker from the company. And it said, sicker than swine flu. And first of all, it was a sweet sticker. But second of all, it had to have been swine flu. Because that was, I do remember that kind of being topical for a while. Yeah. But if about 300,000 people died, that's still not good. But, like, we didn't shut everything down, and we barely remember it now. And we went on fine. Could have been 2009, could have been 2010, I guess. But either way... It's like, yeah, I really think that people should be allowed to do what they do. And then the people who are vulnerable need to take their precautions. But you can't and then punish we could those have, who are and healthy then we and could making have money. Only and supplemented those people yeah. instead of having to supplement everyone. Yeah. But I don't run the country. The term out of an abundance of caution, we're going to not do this or that, is the worst sentence out there. It's like we don't need an abundance of... like. Well, but now also, what happens with like a real flesh eating like real well, yeah, virus? Yeah, cried wolf. Yeah, it's that like, now we're gonna be like, I don't believe you at all. You said that thing was a big deal, and it see, wasn't yeah, good. We're but have to like, see some real evidence. Yeah, need to see somebody's skin literally peeling off their face. Show me the shells. Like a grilled cheese, um, as Andrew Santino would say. So, yeah, but yeah, but. I think that there will be a pendulum swing. Maybe not. I don't know. Bow. It just feels like the idiots were allowed to sort of run everything. They Now they still are. We elected Joe Biden. I know. The oldest idiot. The, the oldest of idiots. He's so elderly and stupid and, like, I think he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's, uh, well, yeah, he's I mean. He's been in politics for 50 years, was the VP, and he just still seems to really not know a lot. He's checked out. And that means Kamala's in charge. Who is... Joe Biden is a nice old man who is wrong. She's a mean old woman. She's a mean old woman who is vindictive. Mean, yeah. And really... Like, she's a person that if you're down, 
she's kicking sand in your face. I mean, not like, like I don't think she's got any scruples about like being a good person. No, I think she definitely. Just I think she's loosely. I think she's loosely tethered to reality. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think her outlook on just how I don't get how are. she I don't get how she's so popular when her history is so I don't think she actually is popular though. Her approval rating even among like Democrats is like crazy low for what it should be. Like I think a lot of people really don't like her. She but they picked her because she's a woman. She's a woman of color. Joe Biden said it almost verbatim that that's why he picked her as his VP. I just hate, I hate that it seems like all of the political nonsense is being ignored now because Trump's not in office anymore. Yeah. And it's like, there's still political nonsense going on. Oh yeah. No, they, all the pieces run on Joe Biden are like, he likes Gatorade and he likes to work out. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like, that is not hard hitting news. You guys it's are like, what is What are they doing? Yeah. What are they doing though? You need to be calling balls and strikes no matter who's Who, at the yeah, fucking plate. Yeah, exactly. I don't hear anything about that shit anymore. No. And he's doing nefarious dealings. You know he is. For sure. Well, here's the thing I feel about Joe Biden. My parents asked me this and I was like, I thought it was obvious. But they asked me, they're like, think Joe Biden's really making these decisions and stuff? I'm, and my thought is, I don't think Joe Biden has, like, really hardly any... I don't really think he has anything to do with anything. I don't know how I much... I think he's actually I don't know how much, just I don't know face. how much mental cognizance he even has. Not, yeah. I don't even know if that's the right... I don't even know if that's... Cognizance, maybe? Cognizance? Competence? Competence. Competence, for I sure. Think, yeah. Impotence, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> but, like, no, he just... Seems like the guy who wanted it always, and no matter how close he is Cognitive to, dissonance? Or decline. But, uh... Yeah, he's, he's yeah. running on fumes. He's running on fumes. His vice president is the devil. And, but, again, the more that the madness is being pushed, the more I think it will help people actually see reason. Dude, now, the, it Joe, won't help Republicans who are completely out of their minds to figure out reason because they're still going to be pushing back. But I think it will help a lot of Democrats who are just regular thinking individuals and going, Republicans these who, guys are... And like, there are Republicans who were rational, like, decent, like, thinking people that were like, this Trump thing is getting out of control, but yeah. there's no one will listen and there's nothing we can do. Yeah. And those people will come to the forefront as well with the like-minded progressive... Or conservative Democrats and progressive conservatives. Yeah. Like, they will come together. But it's just like, like, if, like the governor of Florida, if that guy runs for president, that would be pretty cool. Or, like, the, the governor of Montana, I swore by, but I don't think he lost this last time, so he's probably not going to run again. But there are people that I would like to see. I think common sense But I think common sense will prevail if, overall. Nobody screws anything up too badly between them. But, but, like, I think most Americans are raised on common sense for the most part. But also, there's, like, a bunch of voting shit going on in, like, the South where it's, like, they're requiring... It's, like, I don't, under, I don't understand enough of the issue to understand, like, why, it, why it's so bad or whatever. But, like, they're claiming that there's voter suppression in the South by requiring, like, an ID... And whatever to vote, but it's like, yeah. well, how else do you vote? Yeah, like, how else do you verify? I don't. Who it is? Yeah, like what? <sighs> to say, and then 
And then but the I mean, argument like it is, is that like minorities have a harder time getting it, yeah, an idea. It's like is, you really give them no agency but, to just figure out something in their lives. Like, but that is true. It is harder for minorities yeah. to get an ID. But they can do it. They can't. Yeah, but but if you're from of low, but you it's need like, an ID to do almost anything. I know, but it's also like yeah, if you don't have an ID, how are you even living? How yeah. do you vote? Like, how do you do anything yeah, if you, do you don't do anything have without an ID? some way to identify yourself? Yeah, what are you doing? And that's a pretty low bar. And it's like I believe that everyone should get a vote, but you, how do you identify yourself yeah. if you don't have an ID? If you can't even bother to figure out how to get an ID. Like, or even if you just like have a birth, do you have a birth certificate? Do you have something. anything? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't, think that's too, I don't think that's a bridge too far to ask. But I mean, like, again, also, though, like a homeless person, they don't have, they're not going to have any, they don't have any, they don't have anything. No. But they should get to vote. But how do you allow them only one vote? Like, how do you make sure they only vote once? How do you allow them a vote? I know, like, they were so worried about, like, the integrity of the election in 2016 and now it's like, oh, we don't need IDs to vote. We don't need this. And it's like, well, that's not going to help our integrity of the election that you guys seem so worried about. But I, I but then they were like, oh, Joe Biden for sure elected. Why don't you guys just move right on? And fair enough, you should move right on. But it's like you guys spent like four years being like Russia fucking. Yeah. It's like, and I get that that's politics. It's always when you're the one who lost. And you I also push get it hard, that And then when you some... win, you go, why don't you just take your lump? I like, also I get, get it. there's evidence that. Russia it maybe interfered with that election, but the only way they interfered with that election was by propaganda and misinformation. They didn't yeah. fuck with votes. Well, and there's new information that Russia might have actually helped Hillary Clinton's campaign. Well, yeah, I'm sure they were. And just, I'm sure they did. I'm like, sure they were just trying to torment us against thing. each we other. We need to assume that these things can happen, and that's why we need to clamp a little harder, not much, but a little harder on being able to vote. Like, if we're so concerned about this and we can guarantee that it is happening here and there, even if it's not widespread. I don't think the hacking is coming from... I don't think they're hacking votes. I think they're just spreading disinformation to sway voters in a certain direction. Yeah, but I'm saying any chance we have at being able to legitimize the voting process, I think, is worth taking. It's We don't have to make it so stringent to where it's like, oh, definitely, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like everyone should have the fair and if you can't like, everyone get an ID, should have an opportunity to vote. Like an ID is not hard to get. Yeah, it's annoying to get fucking having to go down to the DMV and fill out paperwork and take a pit. Like that's annoying, but it is not hard to do. But it is if it probably is if you don't have a birth certificate, the birth you don't certificate have a social thing is security tough. card, yeah. you don't have any way to prove you are who you are. Yeah, then it's probably tough, and that's probably factors into a lot of why it's hard for minorities to get. Yeah, an ID. So I get how that is. I get how that. But, but if there you don't is a have an ID, like, but if you don't have an ID, how do you exist? Exactly. There's a Why? certain thing of like you. You still. If you if you're an American, you take. You're in a you, system. You're, like, you're free, but that also means you're free to fuck up, which also means that it's sort of your obligation to take care of your life. Yeah. Which will make you a better person. But I mean, but it's like some people lose that the shit. The birth certificate. I, the fact that when I call my mom about like, hey, I need a birth certificate to get my ID here, that she had it, that did blow my mind because it's like, how would I ever keep track of my birth certificate? So I get that other people don't have it. We probably should figure out a way to where you can still get an ID that you don't need a birth certificate for because birth certificate is a piece of paper. Yeah. Like houses burned down. Yeah. Like, 
And then, you, and then what happens when your birth certificate burns down? You go and get a new birth certificate. Yeah. So it's like, what even is it? Yeah. How do you prove, like, if you don't, if you. And they want the real one. They don't want a copy of it either. Let's like, say you're a baby and you were born and your parents left you on a doorstep and you got adopted. Yeah. How do you get paperwork? How do you prove that, you, like, what's your social security? How do you get a social security? Do they just treat you like you're a new person? There probably is. I mean, here's the deal. There's a way to go about it because... There definitely is, but what is the first step? I have no idea, but there is a step, and I, I just... Like, that would be fascinating if... Yeah. If if you just get a baby, and it's like, it doesn't have a birth... It doesn't have any identification. It's yeah. like you would... It's like, you take it to someone, and you just say... Here you go. What do we do... How do we prove that this is a real human and not? That's the thing is I don't know, but I do know that asking for IDs is not crazy because they ask well, for not, IDs yeah. for it to get on a plane. Yeah, to yeah. Them. If you, yeah, you have to have like, some way to identify. Like you have to have some way to identify. It's a requirement yourself. for almost all of the things we do. Yeah. And so, people know that it's a necessity, and so get on it. But I, yeah, I believe we should find a way to make it possible for every person to vote. I agree with that one hundred percent. But how do we make sure everyone's A, only voting once? But you can't do it without sacrificing the integrity. It's not that you can't do it without sacrificing integrity, but you can't say that everybody has to vote, and then our way of doing that is now we're going to sacrifice our ability to have make secure. Make sure security, yeah. 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 Because I do think everybody should vote, but I want to make sure that everybody who's an American votes. Like, how does Sean the Bump, how does Sean the Bump vote? What does he have, like? I don't know. I mean... He probably has an ID. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine, but... There's a lot of people in dire straits that have an ID. So if they can get it, so can pretty much anybody. Yeah. So, we want everybody to be able to vote, but you're going to have to meet us halfway a little bit. Like You have to at least prove your... You have to take US, enough responsibility with your life. You have to at least life. be able to prove you're a U.S. resident or something. Like, people think that it's discriminatory to ask people to take responsibility for getting something done for themselves. Yeah. It's like, that's really not that much to ask. There's a lot of white people. I get that, 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 get that there are hard things for people, There's and a lot I think of... we should make carve-outs for those people. But, like, it's not that much to ask to just be responsible for yourself. There's a lot of white people that are not responsible for themselves, and yeah. they get left by the wayside as well. Yeah. We, so we ask you the same thing we ask of them. Just try to just be responsible for yourself if you want things to get done. And a company full of company a country full of individuals that at least consider themselves even slightly responsible for themselves is a better country. Yeah, there's no question. You're responsible for yourself and the well-being of those around you. Yeah, like act like it. I think that like. I, and act like your that shitty will mood, be labeled as discriminatory. Act like your shitty me. mood affects the people around yeah. you. Yeah. What the inner? The, what there mood, are like what two, mood you put out will affect those around you. Yeah. So if you're in a good mood, people re- will react positively yeah. toward you. If you're in a bad mood, people will react negatively toward you, and you're bringing that on yourself. Yeah. You are absolutely allowed to completely ruin your life. If yeah, but it's your responsibility to not. And I think putting more. It's not even your responsibility. But it is if you want well, if that, you yeah, want I mean, yeah. if you want to not ruin your life, then you have to make your life not suck. That's well, on one you. One of the ingredients to a happy life is taking happy on wife. the responsibility. Well, that's true. Yeah. But it's taking on the responsibility for your life. Yeah. Because when you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing, 
a good mood emerges despite yourself. Like it's every like, Sunday. If for you're us. doing what you need to do, yeah. If you're doing what you need to do, a good mood will manifest. Yeah. Because you're in alignment with your values and like your subconscious is like your subconscious is what puts your you in a bad mood. Your subconscious is always not. wondering like, oh, I could have done this, I could have done this, what could I have done, what could I have done, yeah. what could I have done, I could be doing this, I could be doing this. But if you just get up and fucking mow the yard and trim the bushes and set the timers and do all the things you're supposed to do, your watch subconscious will, re- will reward you. Yeah, you'll be rewarded by later being able to relax yeah. and enjoy the basketball game or the, like you'll be able to relax and enjoy time with your friends because yeah. you're not wondering what you could have gotten done or what you should have been doing. Yeah. Everything will have taken care of itself. Yeah. I mean like it should, I think the way it should be is that it, it is up to you to make yourself happy. And bro, everybody I born with like, different. I feel I like I, I do not un- I do not understand mental health. Like I do not understand depression. I vague I vaguely understand anxiety, but not like I have the I have a level of anxiety that I can overcome. You're wired not so, too bad. Right. And and um like ADD, I feel like I have ADD, but I also feel like I have a level of ADD that I can overcome if I fo- like if I put in a level of focus. I feel like I'm pretty so like I don't understand um, like depression or anxiety and stuff, but I feel like all, like that's just like a, a matter of wiring your brain to try to focus on the other side of whatever you focus on. Well, that I mean, that is, and so you, the, but basically the whole of it. But it, I understand that, like, because I used to, like, you know, when we used to get in arguments, I used to just get angry. And like name call and like so I I try to not do that I try to argue in a more articulate decent way and I've gotten better at it and that's like how I feel like you get out of your sort of mental funks yeah but I've never been in such a mental like I've always been regardless of what is going on in my life I've always been in a, in a pretty joyful mind mindset yeah like I've always been pretty happy and like. And part of that is your your ability to work on your thoughts. The other part, though, and this is the part that other people get hit hard by, is chemical. Yeah. Like, when you do, if you do ecstasy all night, I don't care what kind of mood you can try to put yourself in, you're going to feel like dog shit be hung, because yeah. you've been drained of your serotonin. Yeah. Well, some people have just their brain releases less serotonin. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, like, I know... Basically, I know pretty well what that's about. And mine also kind of dovetails with, like, I think there's a lot of OCD in there because it's it's all obsessive thoughts. And obsessive thoughts you can work on, and I'm working on them. Well, but, but like, like, you can't... Nobody can control their thoughts. Thoughts just come, and that's why meditation is sort of good for everybody. But when you're wired a certain way, your mind, especially if you're obsessive-compulsive is it obsessive compulsively focuses and it's a lot harder to control where that focus goes rather than just, I'm going to think different thoughts. It's like your brain is literally pulling on the reins going, you're going to look at this. Like, you know that if I focus on other things that will make me happier. And so you make that effort, but there's another, there's a fucking guy at the reins that's going, no, you focus on this. 
Yeah. And you focus on this until you figure it out. But here's the problem. There is no figuring it out because it's an endless stream of what ifs and all this stuff. And yeah. and the the chemical balance is that the, that rain pulling of no, this is what you look at. And you go, I don't want to because I know that's making me feel bad. It goes, ah, I, can't, I don't know what to tell you. Look at it. See, I have like I have obsessive compulsive thoughts too sometimes, but I can usually like I don't I get I get out of them. Yeah. Or like my weird obsessive compulsive thoughts, dude. My brain literally, my brain. I'm my if I'm I'm constantly thinking to myself like I'm constantly talking to myself in my head, but my brain is literally constantly running bits. Yeah. It is just constantly trying to find the funny angle on fucking school shootings like if i yeah. if school shootings pops in my head while i'm driving around listening to music i'm trying to make a i'm trying to turn that into something that's why i thought it was funny like when i was riding that wheelchair a bit i was laying in my room like trying to find a funny bit about how i beat the fuck out of a guy and then i was just like yeah and then what if that guy was in a wheelchair yeah and then that's how that bit like i was just laying in bed trying to go to sleep and that thought popped in my mind and i just played out that story yeah. So, like, I will have compulsive thoughts like that, but it's usually about nonsense. My which, thoughts are usually almost always about nonsense. Well, you don't have to tell me that. Like, it, but, uh, well, I mean, and that's that's what you want. That's, yeah. that's good wiring. You know what mine is? Every morning I wake up and I think, what is every bad thing I've ever done? And it's not something that I wake up and I go, let's think about this. I wake up and it's there. Yeah. What's every bad thing you've ever done? How does this make you a bad person? Like it's it's a to some degree it's a wiring thing, and I try to re I try to shift it. But the baseline is let's think about all the mistakes you've ever made. My first my first thought when I wake up in the morning has nothing to do with the past or the future. Which is the when way to be. I, which is the way to when be. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, fuck, it's 4.30. I have to put pants on. I have to take a shit and I have to get out that door. Yeah. And then I have to go. And then once I'm at work, it's like, boom, I have a job to do. I have to get it done. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, once I'm at work, like... Those thoughts are still there, but I do fall into the groove of, but like, let's get the job done. My, I am almost never, I live, I have more anxiety because I'm more worried about the future than I care about what has already happened. I know, and that's the thing, is, like, I'm aware but I'm that still that not. But I'm still me. not really, I'm still not really that anxious. Like, yeah. I hate, like, having to make a phone call. Like, I hate having to go in public. Like, I get anxious when I have to go to a dinner party, yeah. but I don't have, like, real anxiety. And it, you know what the funny thing is? A dinner party, I'm pretty much not nervous. Well, it, I mean, it depends on the crowd, but yeah, that, that'll be something that'll get me nervous. Or like... Mine is so not focused on... I, like, if I say something dumb about somebody else, like when Chad Gregory, I introduced him as Chad Daniels, that fucked me up for a lot. Just like, God, really fucked that up. But mine is all 100%... Where has this guy specifically messed up? And so when it comes to external, like, let's go to a dinner party or whatever, now all of a sudden the focus is off me and I can just sort of hang out. And that's, and I'm not an extrovert. No. But. I am once I get out. But my anxiety will disappear considerably more when I'm out with people doing things. Yeah. Once I get out there, I'm all about it. Yeah. But the idea of going sucks. Oh, I hate pulling up to a gig. Bro, but I hate once going, I play that first song. I man. hate going to an open mic. I hate putting my name on the list, and I hate waiting for it to start. And then I get on stage, and yeah. it's fun, and then I'm done, and it's fun. 
But, like, the idea of doing all of it, I have to, which is what sucks about, like, the schedule I've been on because, A, I have to make myself go. Yeah. And I'm already exhausted and tired and there's so many reasons not to go. Yeah. So it's, so, like, it's, you have to just. The thing that you focus on in those situations is nobody wants to go. Yeah. And, like, my favorite comedians don't want to go out every night. But you know what? They're They're doing doing it. Yeah. I heard Adam Carolla. He was talking about. You know, he goes out and he does spots and all this. And then somebody was asking him about it. Oh, somebody was basically asking him, I think, like, what's the way to make it in comedy? Or, you know, what's the way to make it in podcasting or whatever? I think it's mostly comedy. And he's like, it's simple. You just, you get up most nights. You just go out there and you fucking grind and you do it and you get up and you get a little bit better every time, blah, blah, blah. And basically their response was, well, you're able to do that because you're rich. And his argument is like, I'm rich because I was able I'm to do that. I'm rich because I was able to do that. Because I did that. Yeah. It's like, there are times... And by the way, start... now that I am rich, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Because, because that's how I I know rich. that that's the secret to the success is just the getting out there and grinding yeah. at it. And so, the thing that I keep sort of thinking It's like, about you, are, like you, you are able to do that now because you're rich. Yeah. But no comedian started that is rich. worth his salt in comedy started out rich. No. They, they had to make sacrifices and they, and they, they were stupid broke jobs in the day. And they were doing road shows for yeah. 200 bucks to barely get gas to get there and back. Yeah. And they were just grinding it. For people to think that there's not a lot of uncertainty in any creative person's trip to the top. Yeah. It's like, that's not how it works. I mean, unless you're like Bo Burnham, who somehow gets started on YouTube, or well, Chris, yeah, Rock, mean, it, who's selling out Madis, like Chris Rock, who's selling out Madison Square Garden at 19 or whatever. Yeah. But but for every one of those guys, there's 30 Kyle Canades. Yeah. Who didn't even start really making a dent until they were 39. Yeah. Like. It's like, well, if you want it bad enough, you get out there and you fucking do it. Yeah. Or Ron White, who was about to give up comedy. And then the blue collar. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he gets on the blue collar comedy tour, and now he's one of the best. Now he's a legend. Now he's one of the best comedians there is. Yeah. He's of the all best time, of I'm all. Sure. He's the he laps all three of the other guys. Yeah. On those tours, he yeah. fucking ran train on them. Yeah, I think it goes probably Ron White, Jeff Fox, where the other the cable guy, Billy Engvall. I prefer Billy Engvall over Larry the Cable Guy, but. That's just because I have a weird thing about Larry the Cable Guy being a, a like a shtick. It's, it's yeah. I mean, you're entitled to that opinion. I am fine with it, but I get that. he's funny as fuck. It. He makes me laugh hard yeah. out loud though. Yeah. But so does Billy Ball. And I also listen to Jeff. I also listen to Jeff Foxworthy and Billy Ball a lot as a kid. So did like I. those were my first. Well, two. so did, I mean, so blue it, collar comedy was basically my intro. To so comedy. that had that Billy Ball. Here's your sign, and Jeff Foxworthy you might be a redneck worth. Two yeah. of my favorite comedy albums as a kid. Oh, yeah. And I loved Bill Engvall. Yeah. So that also weighs... No, I was a... Bill Engvall was my favorite for actually quite some time. And yeah. then just out, over the course of time, everybody else rose to the top and he sort of sunk to he, the bottom. He, he just kind of stayed the same. Yeah. Like, he stayed at the level that he was at. And he had the Bill Engvall show and everything, and it just wasn't... It's not working. No. But uh, but I love those I love those albums. Those but the point albums. is, you get out there and you hit it hard. And the thing that I keep trying to remind myself is like, if you know what you need to do, do it. It's gonna be hard. Often, often it's gonna be hard. But you do it day in day out, and then you just trust that the process takes care of itself. And because, you have no, and you that can't will, regret anything because yeah, you, you did everything. You did you everything could you could do. And the rest will either take care of itself or it won't, but or there's yeah. nothing you can regret. You're going to live with no regrets. Yeah. 
No regrets. Which is important. Yeah. And um, all I know is if people want to know how you make it and this or that, and any part of them, any part of them balks at the idea of like it's basically just going to be mostly work for a little reward for a long, long time, and they're going to have an issue with that, they're not going to make it. Yeah. It's like it's going to be shitty a lot. Like you're going to have good nights, and those nights are going to be great. But on the whole, it's going to be a shitty ride long for trip. a long time. Yeah. And you but that's to, also what makes it so sweet when you, you have finally to have hit it. high aspirations and low expectations. Yeah. Because you're going to get disappointed a lot more often than you're going to be pumped up. Yeah. And you just have to ride that. You have to accept that. You have to ride that wave. There's one of the most inspiring songs out there is It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll. Yeah. It's like that is 100% of, if you really want to reset Pinnacle, it's, it's a, a long, long way. way. It's like. It's the longest way. It's the longest way. But that is also what makes it so sweet. And that's and why when you get to rock and roll, it's yeah. worth every second yeah. of it. It's like, just fucking get out there and do it. And do it so much that you know that the process is in motion. And then as long as you can ride that wave, eventually the good thing is going to come. Yeah. But too many people turn... The analogy is essentially people will spend 50 years digging a diamond mine to find the diamonds... And eventually they finally give up and they were a foot away from it. Yeah. It's like the secret is you just can't quit because the diamond mind is just another day of digging. Yeah. And that's it. But if you quit today, you'll never you'll know. never have found it. And now that whole All previous that time, time was, was a waste. waste. Yeah. It's like you just keep hitting it. You just keep hitting it. And if you waste it all, then you waste it all. But yeah. don't waste some of it and then And also that's a life well lived. Is like yeah, even if yeah. you're chasing it and you don't make it. You, got you, the, spent you spent 40 the thrill years, of victory, or the thrill of... You of, spent 40 years working for it, and during those 40 years, you knew that you were working for something. If it doesn't work out ultimately in the end, well, you're at the end anyways, and you were able to be satisfied with... I gave I it gave literally everything. everything I could, and it didn't work out, and that's just the way things go sometimes, but... I wasn't worried about that during those 40 years that like I wasn't regretting anything and yeah. I was getting after it. And now I don't have to regret it because I know I put in all the work and it just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. So it's like, what else are you doing? What else are you doing? Who cares? Like, yeah. why wouldn't you go for... Oh, you're going to work in an office why for Why wouldn't 40 you years? go for... Gold. Gold. Why wouldn't you? You've got one life. There's a chance to make it better, and even if you don't make it, the pursuit is where the gold is. And even if you don't, even if you don't make it, you have the rest of your life to do whatever. Not like, to mention, chasing your goals is, I think, spiritually really good for you. You're gaining experiences, you're gaining friends, acquaintances, lifelong friends, whatever. Like you're building yourself a, quite the life by pursuing something that means a lot to you. And it really doesn't matter if it works out in the end because your life was spent in the pursuit of something worthwhile. Yeah. And I think that is the key. It's motivational talk with a good time of butts. Let's get after it. Let's chase those dreams. Let's get out there and chase those dreams, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Let's chase those dragons. Heroin. Oh, dreams. Mm -hmm. We'll chase those dreams, too. I'll sprinkle a little heroin in there. Who am I to judge? This is a free country, and it's going to stay that way. As long as I'm in charge. As long as Kamala Harris isn't in charge. Which is soon to happen. Oh, boy. Which actually will be another victory for common sense in the long run. you got to sacrifice some short-term big L's a lot of for a long-term success. 
Yeah, probably. Mexicans, probably. A lot of people are going to be put in jail that shouldn't be there. That is for sure, because she has a track record of such things. It's like, how do those people reach success? Like, sometimes bad people just get the breaks. Well, I'm sure she fucking plagiarized her way to the top. Oh, yeah. Like, she's not, I don't think she's on an even playing field. It's just, you think somebody who would get to that would, like, really have deep philosophy and, like, read a lot and, like, really know how to structure their day and really be a go-getter. But sometimes just shitheads. That, those people are not into politics. Those people are not into politics. No. It's just wild. Politics is too sleazy and dumb and That's the thing. Is if you have principles, why would you ever why, be yeah. in politics? Yeah. You can't get anywhere in politics with principles. No. That's your quickest way out the door. Yeah. And which is pretty much why I think it's necessary for everybody to shoot for anybody who's more libertarian on issues because you can't trust your politicians. So you should be voting for, and I think everybody can agree on that. Why would you? You've never been able to trust politicians. That's yeah. So unless they're That's advocating like for your, thing. unless they're advocating for your freedom and ability to act, will you grab me a beer. Yeah. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have a little libertarian talk here while Kim goes to the banyo. All right. This is why you vote for freedom. Because. In no circumstance, I think we can all agree, can you ever trust the politicians? They're liars, they're cheats. A politician lies like people breathe. It's a known fact. That's how they get to the top anyways, is lyings and dealings and cash. Like, so it really doesn't matter what policy the politician's pushing. If they're pushing the ability for you to live your life as you see fit so long as it doesn't interfere with somebody else's parallel pursuit of a good life if they're not advocating if they're not advocating for your ability to live your life as you see fit you don't vote for them you could vote for policies that um, can be social and help people and all that but if any part of the politician is voting against your ability to live life as a single human being born out of the cosmos in the fucking black hole of eternity that is space, don't vote for him. You vote for the person who says, you know what, we all only get one life. You shouldn't be allowed to be governed under anybody's way of looking at their own specific lens through the world. You have your specific lens, and as long as you don't fuck with somebody else, you have the freedom to do as you see fit. Those are the people you vote for. God bless America. And let's get after this, Brett. Uh, how was that TED Talk? I thought it was strong. Rand Paul. It was pro-freedom. Rand Paul. Ron Paul. Oh, yeah, but he's too old now. Too old now. Rand, Rand Paul's Paul good, but he's he not his dad. Same, he doesn't have the same ideology as Ron. Well, Ronald. He still is definitely pro-freedom. Yeah, yeah. He's a Paul. But so I just know he was raised right. I think that that is like there's always going to be different kinds of governments that pop up about how it should be done that you run a society full of flawed human beings. Ne'er do wells, if you will. But again, as long as nobody's getting hurt, we're all born out of the vacuum of nothingness for one shot at this, as far as we can tell. So you should be allowed to figure it out your way and not be told how to do anything by the government. As long as you're not fucking up with someone else. Exactly. 
we have less social interaction, especially now. Like, we were already online before COVID hit. We were already online way They're too They're trying much. to just get us online. Well, Bo Burnham said that thing in his uh, special, which is um, basically that people are being conditioned to go out into the world to collect experiences to, to then put bring online. back and put online. Yeah. And Poignant. As soon as I heard that, I was like, that is one of the saddest things I've ever... Like, I'm so... That's what you do, though. <laughs> I am so pro-fucking giving of phones. No. I mean, I'm not because they really do help. But yeah, like, but we could go back to flip phones. But, like, honestly... We need just, like, I basic think, utility I think phones. we need... I think, yeah, we swung... We were... In the dark ages, then we swung a little too far into being way too connected. A home we need computer, to bring that back. Yeah, we need a, a home, home computer, computer and a phone a in your pocket. You just need a phone in your a pocket. A phone in your a pocket. A phone in your yes. pocket. Not a la- you need a home computer, home computer and, and a, a phone, phone in, in your, your pocket. pocket. A phone pocket. That's I th- pocket phone. It's just a pocket phone. It goes I in your pocket. That's how you know you got a pocket phone. I really think we should start pushing that narrative. Pocket hashtag you, pocket phone. Hashtag pocket phone. Hashtag home computer. Hashtag pocket watch. Pocket watch. You can pocket rocks. Hashtag gum for your pocket. But, like, we're all actively participating in, in our too own much. being disappointed with life. Sad. Our own sadness. Our own sadness. Like, we're literally actively pursuing our quality like of if life you had going to go, down if you by had a to significant go, percentage. If you had to go on your home computer to get on Instagram, how often would you get on Instagram? Maybe once a day? What's a day? Maybe twice. Maybe. Maybe twice. Maybe. Maybe once. Maybe not. Maybe not at all. Yeah. Because I don't Probably often gonna, Yeah. I'm not going to go on there. And Plus, that separates real life from the internet. Yeah, it's like, oh, you I'm go wrong. into the computer you room. You go into the computer to get on your computer to get on yeah. Instagram. No, I, And then in your pocket, you have a phone where you can text, email, and receive phone calls. And here's the problem. The only way you can really enforce that is through the government. And that's not really freedom. Not if you got everybody on board. I, that's the thing. Is like, you can't actually legislate that because that's not pro-freedom. People should be allowed to yeah. kill themselves if they want to. We're just sort of now stuck on uh, this nonstop train that now includes the thing that is actively making like, think us about it. If you had one hour present. a day, if you had one hour a day on your home computer, you could promote all your shit on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And then not have to do it on your phone. And then you could just have a flip phone. And phone. that even that would become obsolete. You'd go back to fucking stapling things on fucking telephone poles. Like <sighs> there's no real way out of this, which is unfortunate. I don't know. I think we should go back to a home computer and phone, a flip phone, pocket phone. F- pocket phone. Just a phone. But we're on the train now. But but think about how much better that was. Oh, I know. Oh, I am fully aware, call, and I would vote for it. You could still call in case of an emergency, but you could yeah. be out and your parents couldn't just... It wasn't just expected that you, like... Like, if somebody texts you... You're now obligated to respond. Everyone knows that you have your phone on you 24-7 yeah. all the time. You should always be accessible. And that sucks because I don't always want to be accessible. And if you don't respond, all of a sudden you're the rude one, even though you didn't ask for the text in the first place? Yeah. You hit me up out of nowhere. Let me respond when I'm ready to respond. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's sort of up to all of us to just operate in that way and then sort of force people to understand, all right, this guy fucking answers when he answers. Yeah. Matt Harrison calling me. I will answer when we answer. Okay, yeah. But, uh... 
I mean, if you want to answer, you can, but it's probably not going to go. It's not. It's probably going to be about something like going out. Well, yeah, I don't feel like it's, no, it's not a good podcast. He's not a good podcast phone call because he's not going to, he's got an agenda. He's got an agenda. Already. He was down at the Salt River today just getting fucked up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, it bothers me that we're stuck with phones now that I know actively makes everybody worse. Like, yeah, you can get some more information, but in terms of your mental health, I think it is deteriorative for everybody. And there's pretty much no way out of it now. So our standard of living quality-wise has now jumped down a peg, and there's pretty much no way to go back. Yeah. And we just have to accept well, that things not are not going to be as good. Living. Our standard of living has gone up. Yeah. Our quality of living has gone down. Because but that's the thing. is Some of the happiest people are some of the, in the, some of the poorest countries in the world. And they are the happiest people. That, like, that is yeah. That is the happiest people. If all you have to worry about is your immediate surroundings. Then that's a pretty easy thing. If, like, you if can you're find surviving, food shelter, if you're surviving, then you're happy. Yeah. And it's pretty if easy. If you're able to consistently be able to get food and water and a good shelter, but you don't have to worry about all the what other shit. What everyone else has, you're just worried about loving and you're supporting your immediate family and tribe yeah. or whatever. Because we're working on, like, everybody's like, how do I live my best life and all this? And it's like... I don't think people are actually worried about... Because, like, I think about this often. It's like, what is the key to actually getting to a place where your life's better? And this is going to seem controversial. And I'm not saying that I'm anti this. I'm drinking a beer as we speak. If you just cut out booze, theoretically, you'd have to take away some other stuff, too. If you cut out booze, which is a depressant, so many like sober people say that they're the happiest they've ever been. Now that could also be sort of a placebo effect thing, but like you could cut out things that make you happy for a time, but in the long run kind of don't really improve your quality of life. But it's like, we're not really interested in actually being as happy as we possibly could be. I think most people are not because you probably could do that. And I think it would make you happier over the long run. I don't know how much happier I could be. That's the thing is I'm in a pretty, I'm in a pretty, Jovial mood most of the time. Here's the thing, though. What is it? Crabs grow to the... Or fish grow to the size of their aquarium? Mm-hmm. Like, if... If you take off the parameters... If of you the take off the parameters booze. because you can't even conceive yeah. of what it could mean, but like... Yeah. If we were actually interested in getting that answer, we, I think we would pursue it a little more doggedly. And so maybe there is like this really high echelon that we could all be at, but we have no idea... And again, I, I I enjoy drinking alcohol. I don't think I even have to say that. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. But like, if that was the secret to being 15% happier, which would be a big job. I mean, 15% as a, it's not nothing. If that, if just taking that out would make you 15% happier, I don't think a lot of people would take it. And I think it's partially because every, I want to live my best life. It's like, well, no, you don't because you could, but it's going to require some sacrifice. Well, what is 15% of, like, if you're at 30%, 15%, that's half. That's a lot. Yeah, but if you're at 75%. It's less. It's like, yeah, I'm more good with 75. I know. No, I know. But that's what I'm saying is, like, we're not, we think that we want the ultimate, you know, what's the most happy we can be. But it's like, we don't really because we. But we want the most happy we can be with the least amount of sacrifice we have to make. We want yeah. to balance that. Which type means of, you're going to be sitting around 50 to 70%. Yeah, you're, you're not going to no get 100 what. because 100. Requires quite a bit of work. Yeah. 
And I'm not even really trying to make a pro or con point with that. It's just something to think about. Like, there could be more happiness to where your daily thing, like if your daily thing is just like making moves and being happy, you could get there. I make but it's going to require sacrifices that are super fun for some amount of time. But then it also could drag you down for the rest of the time. I don't know. It's just something to think about. Again, it's not pro or con, but it is something to think about. Take a swig of this beer right here. Which was a little bit. Like the Amish. The Amish got to be pretty happy most of the time. And it's like, oh, they're not getting to participate in any of this. It's like, okay, well, they still have the same one life that the rest of us have. And if they're happier and they through also, most yeah, of they it, also don't care about who's the, the winner stuff. here? Yeah. Like, that's really what it comes down to is like, yeah, maybe the Amish don't have all the cool luxuries that we have. But if they, as a person, are chill with place it? higher on the they're happiness happy, yeah. quotient, who's the winner? It's not the person who's uninformed and living in a closed community. No, it's the happier person who feels more satisfied yeah. at the end of the day and the end of their life. But I don't want to be Amish. Why not? And that, That's because you have a negative stigma towards the Amish. No, I, I mean, like, I guess part of me would want to be Amish. But, like, I, I also really enjoy living in the world of fucking pop culture. And but then fucking, you have to take on the sadness. I know. So that you can't be And 100%. so these, I'm just saying these are the trade-offs we have to make. But I do wish we could bring phones back to just being a phone in your pocket or even if it were up to me. Well, actually, phone in your pocket, I think, is a net good. Yeah. You want to be able to call 911 when you need it. Yeah. You need to be able to call for help if but you need it. But it doesn't, like, you don't need to be I obligated. Be but you don't need to be obligated to have it. A yeah. home phone, you still can call and leave a message. Yeah. It's just, we need to go back to just slightly simpler times. Like, I need to just flip my phone over because constantly. Just little pop-ups. Yeah. Flying up on my phone. And it's like, those are all people who want, who are now trying to elicit something from me. It's like, I never owed them that. Right. And like, one of the things I was thinking about with the Bo Burnham thing about like just phones being omnipresent in children's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like children have so much, the world is a wild place. They need to slowly forget it through just like being stuck in it all the time. Yeah. The world is a wild, magical place, and kids see that, and we're immediately sucking them into a sucking phone. them into a very narrow way of this is how you interact. So this is this where all your friends they're are. They're not even going to know what's going on out around them no. because they're already at two years old. They're already in that. You've world. already stopped them from being able to expand and focus them to or narrow them down to just focusing on this with just little peripheral things on the side. But it's like life. Yeah. We're talking about human life. Yeah. Which is supposed to be a wild, crazy, sexy kind of way of life. Hey. And if you bring it down stitch. to just a phone, there's really only one way to operate now that you've got that phone. And kids already have neuroticies and, well, and they need ways to, of being they need weird to that they would have if it was absent of this artificial little fucking device. That that's literally actively learn. fucks with your dopamine. That's when you learn how to interact out in the world. Like you and your friends go on bike rides around town. Yeah. And find sweet jumps. Yeah. You don't like. I don't want to become Amish. I want the whole world to become Amish. There's a time and a place for video games. Yeah. But that can't be all you do all the time. No. You have to get out and experience some life. That's why when I've got kids, they're working on the farm. Most of the time. 
That's just coming down to that. They are going to work yeah, on the that farm. Worked out They're going to have great shit. For your dad. That was a great strategy that your dad implemented. It you worked should, great. You should implement the same strategy. I think it's going to work. Yeah, but like, I'm well adjusted to hard work and risk and satisfaction in your job. And I feel like there's a way to instill that without slave labor. Here's the thing, though. It was super tough work, but I think that that is super important. You it have to is. really dread going to work for some time in your life. You have to really dread it, but still fucking get up and fucking do it. Yeah, but like, I, don't I don't think, think, yeah, but I don't think that should be forced upon you by your dad. I don't think your dad should be your boss for that instance, because that makes you... That, dis- well, that makes for an interesting dynamic, yeah. I agree. And maybe not on our farm. I would prefer it being on our farm. But I think farming is one of the best ways. Because like we talk about with all the random weird little skills that we know. Yeah. It's because farming forces you to figure it out. Because most of the time things are broken. Not only that, but it also forces you to do what you don't want to do. Yeah. You just have to to fuck go do it. You just have to go do it. And now you're doing it. And now it's over. And you can... Take a break and you can feel satisfied that you just did it. You condition your body, you condition your brain. But when you yeah. when you think about the astronauts, you know, I know you were about to say this. When you're thinking about the astronauts living up in the space station, always, I always, their bodies will atrophy. Like they have to actively work on keeping their bodies from atrophying because the body's natural state will atrophy if you aren't working it out. And that absolutely goes for hard work and self satisfaction. Like you got to work your way through it, and a good way to do that is working on a farm. Yeah. Because you will learn skills. Your brain plasticity will increase to where you can catch weird little nuances of, oh, this, here's here's something I used to fix this. I can apply it to this now. And, like, it's the weird just sort of mix them up way that you have to deal with getting yeah. jobs done you, in farming. You just find a way. You find healthy. an unorthodox way to fix solutions. Yeah. And or to fix you problems. also deal with risk in terms of, like, I'm going to do this solution What's the risk that this is going to break? What's the risk this is going to work? If we send this down the road, is this thing going to pop off yeah. at 35 miles an hour? You have real-time like, risk assessment. You're actually actively working on how do I assess an issue, figure out a solution, assess the risk of that potential solution, and then implement it. Yeah. And I think that's nothing but healthy. So um, my kids are going to farm at least for some time. By the time your kids are farming, there's not going to be hand lines. Which is a shame. I'm gonna. They're probably not even gonna be wheel lines at that. Point. I'm gonna keep a. I'm gonna keep a hand line uh, at our house. Dude, That's I've just always, what we do in the morning. Family, always, dude, we're all getting dude, up. I've we're gonna go move a line. Th- I've always thought that, like, if I had like a bunch of land, yeah, I would have a hand line in my yard that I would have That's to just move how you start every, every day. Yeah, you go out, you move it one rotation, and then every seven days, like every Sunday, you got to move it back. You yeah, gotta start out. We got to reset it. That's what's. Because that's a gr- that's a great workout and it's a great it's a honestly it's great for your mental health. Oh yeah, it, well, I mean it, we're figuring that out every single Sunday. It's tranquil. It's just yeah. like you're in your own headspace. Most of the time you're listening to music, and you're just and doing, you're doing something. You're doing hard labor, like but you're fucking standing in the middle. You're flipping it over. You're connecting it. You're doing it right. Sometimes it's not working, yeah. and so you're pissed. But like you work your way through it. Yeah. It's a magical time. That's something that you just can't manufacture. That's something to be proud of. That's something you just can't manufacture. Yeah. That you have to be forced into, this is a shitty you situation. You have to have done it. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Humans, 
are wired for kind of having to work through shit. When we yeah. have things too easy, that's when we start killing others and ourselves. Yeah. We are wired to have to deal with issues. Yeah. And that's not going to be fixed in the next couple generations. So I think it's necessary that we all work on instilling the fact that being a hard worker and granted, I think people should be paid. Well, we'll not even get into that, but like, it's important that you not only do hard work, but that you value what it gives you intangibly. Yeah. Not just monetary gain. The, the fact of working hard as a concept is good for you as a human animal. Yeah. Like every animal has their needs and one of humans needs is that you have to deal with fucking dumb shit. Yeah, you go home it's satisfied. For you. you go home satisfied yeah. after a long day of work. And what are we talking? We want to live happy lives. The and that's fucking, one of them. The, like, like, berry season is one of the hardest seasons, but it's also one, one of the, the happiest times. Yeah. Like, you're just, because you're, you're all in it, to, you're all just going through it together. Yeah. Like, fuck me. It's an argument for community in there, too. Let's get, uh, there's one more night down, everybody work together, let's get through this, and yeah. we'll fucking see you again. If you're doing berry season tonight. by yourself, it would not be the same. No, it would be miserable. But you've got the cruise, and you're all like, God, I hate being here. Yeah. But you fucking high five, and you go, let's get this bread. Yeah. And then you, you fucking make it happen. Yeah. Berry season's a magical time. Farming is full of metaphors, I'll tell you that much. A lot of metaphors for life. Berry season's a big one. A lot of Bill Burnham. A lot of Bill Burnham, a lot of Weird Al, a lot of Eric Church, Sturgill. A lot of podcasts in the later years, finally. Oh, yeah. For a long time, though, no podcasts. I remember the first three albums that I bought for my first season of full-time... Uh, Barry work and it was I had the fucking CDR running the Van Halen CD Gross. Journey's Greatest Hits Gross. and Keel what is Keel nobody Larkin? knows Keel Larkin no. nobody knows Keel but they've got some sweet hits Here Today Gone Tomorrow Arm and a Leg The Final Frontier they've got nothing but hits brother sounds like they got three hits we'll face a they did a song that fucking Bruce Springsteen covered Because the Night they've got fucking Hitters, brother. Not impressed. Nevertheless, I think anybody incentivizing anybody to not have to work is the wrong move. There are people who need to be taken care of because they literally cannot work. But on the flip side, anybody else who is able-bodied and ready to work, if you're not allowing them to work or if you're giving them the opportunity to not work, which humans are wired to, I don't want to work. But that's the value in doing it is because you're working against your mind, which if you were sitting alone in your room by yourself for a long time would wired. destroy you, which wired. is what we learned from Bo Burnham's documentary. Bring it a full circle. I don't think we're wired to not want to work. I think that's a new – I think that's new. I think we're wired to – All right, that's fair. There's wanna, I think we're wired that. to want to probably do what, we're, what we need to do to survive. I think we're also wired, though, towards wanting comfort. And so the work is – a byproduct of us seeking comfort. Yeah, but I feel like but that's the work a is new, where the value is. I feel like that's a new. I feel like that's new. It could be, but even back in the day, people were always complaining of the lazier guys. But I guess that doesn't mean that humans are wired that way, because that's certain guys. Yeah, I mean, you could be right well, too. Well, and also, and it could humans, be a more recent uh, thing. Th- also, humans. That's maybe the last five thousand, ten thousand years. Yeah. 
Before that, we were fucking building pyramids. True. But that could have been strictly aesthetic, and they were making slaves do it, which has nothing to do with anybody's satisfaction. But it has to do with... It has a purpose. Like, you're doing it for a purpose. Like, you have a reason behind it. Yeah, but the people running the slaves weren't weren't doing it they were like i want a pyramid let's make the slaves do it they're not like i'm gonna get out there and fucking i need to make i need to make this pyramid so sons beat the lakers whether nice whether humans are wired for hard work which i think our reward systems are wired are definitely yeah for being rewarded by hard work yeah getting something done but also, our, the whole reason we work is to be able to be more comfortable, you know? And so I, it's probably just a little bit of both, really. But if you take away the hard work, pretty the much all we're going to do is reward. destroy The ourselves. comfort is not rewarding without the hard work. No, That's how I it's feel. not. You, because then you feel... Because I feel like we're wired, I'm, we're wired to work hard to... Achieve goals. Achieve our goals. And, to, yeah, if and you that's just what get rewards the goals, us. If you just get the goals without working hard, yeah. it's not what you want. Yeah. It's not satisfactory. And I really think that goes for pretty much everybody across the board. And I love my days off as much as anybody. I don't even think I need to make that obvious. I love them more than everybody. I'll just say it that way. But I also know that if I didn't have anything to So we got tomorrow off. Tomorrow's Memorial Day. We got a three-day weekend, and that is sweet because we've earned it. That's a hitter. If we had Monday off, but then we also had Tuesday off, and then we had Wednesday off, it's like, well, now there's nothing rewarding in that, and then we're now just going to drink There's no days off. That's just every day. and sad. Yeah. It's like the guys who talk about, oh, when I retire, I'm just going to retire on a beach and drink margaritas every day. It's like that's going to be – this is a Jordan Peterson point, but it's like that's going to be fine for two weeks. But by week three, you're going to be like – Maybe we should try golf. Something different. Be a little active. Golf. You oh, take yeah. up golfing. You retire in golf. Golf is definitely the right. Like if you're gonna retire, pursue golf because golf will keep you pursuing something. But again, that's the thing. You're working. You're working on improving your golf game. Yeah. Because we need to work towards a desired goal. Because if we just go, that's it. I'm done. That will immediately lead to just that's being depressed. Die. That's how you die. That's how you die. That's literally how you people go, die. Yeah, I'm done here. People are like working on an album forever, then yeah. they finally finish it, and then they die. Yeah. Because they they're, have no work left. Keith Richards, Bob Dylan, they're still going because they're still trying to create something new. All right. You want to... Uh, Play us out. Pick an outro song, maybe get some fucking food coming? I could get some food coming. It's three o'clock. We've got all our fucking chores done. I haven't eaten a goddamn. I haven't eaten lick anything, today. and we've been having pretty strong IPAs. Pretty heavy IPAs. Pretty good pod though. Pretty good app. Pretty strong. Pretty good pod. EP. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Every, every once in a while, we like to get philosophical. Got a little motivation in there. Get philosophical. All right, I'm gonna give you two two options. I don't know if you're really gonna like either one of them, but I really want to hear them. Okay, we've got Misunderstanding by Genesis, or Rather Be by Clean Bandit. I don't know either of them, so I'm gonna go with Genesis. All right. This is a sick little tune. I've heard of Genesis. I don't know that I've heard of the other band. Clean Band is good. It's, it's way more just straight poppy, but like it's a fun little song. No more Mr. Brightside. Yeah, I mean, for real, like. 
How are these labels not the best of all time? They're all like unique, but they're sick as shit. Like this badass. It's not a that's, chore. Well, no. But it's a good thing. But it's a good way to like you chore and then you do but a podcast. But that's proof of concept of what we've been talking about this whole podcast. Yeah. Which is active breeds active. Yeah. Inactive breeds inactive. Yeah. So if we start our day choring, it's we like, go. Well, we can also knock out a podcast. Easy. We're in the mindset of guys getting stuff done. Yeah. Like the secret. And this is a good way to cap it because yeah. now this is the last thing we've done. We're in a good mindset because we got everything else done. Yeah. And now we're in the, and now after this, we get to go chill. Yeah. And we get Monday off. We've done, we've really done something spectacular here. And we appreciate the support from the fans. We absolutely do. Love and support from the fans. Can't get enough. But, uh, the good time and buds are figuring out a way to balance all the things that are necessary in life. And it's about to get better. Work hard, play hard. But we work hard. And we play hard. We play hard. And we work hard. That's proof of concept. Because we and play we hard. play hard. Also, sometimes playing hard makes you go, I need to work hard. I need to work hard because I, I played you. pretty hard. I can't justify hard how hard I played without working hard. I played really hard and I need to work hard to make it up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, Tits. stay black. <laughs>